Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria and I'm Mike and we're Team, Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com/teamready. Hey, what's going on? For our regular Monday edition of FN Sports, the podcast where teachers grade sports biggest issues, we're going to go through a NFL mock draft and grade some picks. So let's get to it. What is going on, Bip Sports fam? It's your favorite history teacher, Mr. Parker Ainsworth, here with another edition of FN Sports, the podcast where teachers grade sports' biggest issues. Today, we're going to do some grading of the NFL draft, or at least of a mock draft from the NFL draft, and I'm going to be really, really honest. I was wrestling with how to do this best, because like the first round is like 32 picks, and these shows are typically somewhere between 30 and 45 minutes, and that's not a lot of time. But what I decided we're going to do is we're going to try and go as quickly as we can through the NFL.com or NFL.com writer, Chad Roeder, his rough draft. And in doing that, we're going to try and grade them very, very quickly. I'm talking really, really quickly because I want to try and get through this in a normal amount of time so you're not sitting here listening to me babble on and on and on and on and on for hours and hours, much like the first round will take. So without further ado, let's dive on in. All right, so Reuters' first pick from the Jacksonville Jaguars is Aiden Hutchinson. I think that it's worth pointing out that they will need an edge rusher, and Hutchinson appears to be at the top of most people's big boards. I, I think it's interesting that Kayvon Thibodeau fell down some people's boards. We'll get to him in a second, but I guess the consensus top pick, Aiden Hutchinson, feels like I got to have it here. So this pick is going to get an A-. minus. I still question what he didn't see in Thibodeau or what he does see in Hutchinson that moved him over in the last six months whereas it felt like in like mid-october november it was dibs but anyway we've already gone too far so we're gonna give that one an a minus second pick to the detroit line is gonna be kenny pickett kenny pickett's quarterback from pittsburgh i'm gonna give this one like a c i'm not sure that it's worth just taking quarterback there for the sake of taking a quarterback this early the, the lions have so many issues and pitfalls and i just don't know if pickett is the pick i understand that he's like consensus the top quarterback to take or the top pro side quarterback to take or whatever but i just don't think he fixes the issues in detroit i'm giving this one a solid c because i guess if that's what you want to do it's a c Third pick, he's got the Houston, Texas, taking Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati. I will say that having a corner that can potentially shut down half the field in a way that looks like Gardner can is a big deal. I'm going to give this pick an A- minus as well because Houston has so many needs, although it does look like they're going to settle with Davis Mills, and that's a separate conversation, that I think that this may just not be the one I take first. Obviously, I'm more of a lineman guy first, but I understand the thought process, and I think that this guy is the top guy in the draft for that. So we're going to give this one an A-. minus. 
At number four, he's got the New York Jets taking Trayvon Walker from Georgia. Now, here's one thing I really, really like about this pick. This pick is an high A. This is an, I this is an A+. Plus. I think that the big thing here is got to think Robert Sala is finally getting the anchor on the defensive front seven he really, really needs. A versatile player that plays a number of different positions inside and outside on the defensive line at one of the most important spots in football because, again, getting after passers is about the only way to slow down the passing game these days. I give this an A+. Plus. I really, really like this. The only way I can see this getting messed up is, frankly, because, well, it's the Jets. Sticking with the big apples, he's got the New York Giants taking Iki Ikwanu, and I have to say that while I have had trouble pronouncing his last name for many, many days and months now, I will say that NC State does not necessarily target me as an NFL powerhouse, but when you watch tape on this guy at left tackle, I think he's a plug-and-play kind of guy right away. The Giants need a lot of help. They also need to see if Danny Dimes is really going to be their future, and bolstering his offensive line to give him time to prove or disprove that seems important, so this pick's going to get an A- minus from me. The Carolina Panthers, per this big board, have Evan Neal coming in at sixth from Alabama. Now, I actually would have these offensive tackles flipped in my personal book as I'm watching their tapes online. Maybe that means that I'm sitting here recording a podcast and NFL Scout doing what they're doing, but I think I actually have Evan Neal a bit higher. I like the way Alabama linemen play out in the NFL as well. Maybe that's part of it, but I think Carolina has a home run here. I think it's also pointing out as the, as Matt Rule is rebuilding his offense, and we hear rumors about them getting potentially in on the game for other various quarterbacks. Building up that offensive line is going to make them much, much more appealing. I'm giving this an A+. I love this pick, even if I think the Panthers are in for a world of hurt next season. At the seventh pick, he's got the New York Giants taking Kayvon Thibodeau. Now, I have to admit that I was high on Thibodeau coming into the season, and I have kind of figured, trying to figure out why is Thibodeau falling down to seven in the NFL draft, and I think if we'd had this draft back in August or back in October or November, he might have been number one. I think this is a home run pick for the Giants. I think this is the kind of guy where at number seven, you're getting one of the guys that could be the best player in the draft, so I'm calling this a home run and an A-plus as well. That's a pretty high score so far for the Giants. I want to point that out. Giants doing well in the first round as I grade it. This mock draft has Malik Willis coming in at number eight to the Atlanta Falcons. I think that's a great pick because they need a new identity in a lot of different ways. I also think that as a mobile quarterback, Malik Willis would learn a lot from working with Marcus Mariota as they're kind of resetting the standards there in Atlanta. I think we've seen what it's like when the NFL has a fun team in Atlanta. I think Malik Willis has the possibility to become the kind of an electric player as a dual threat quarterback. I also think as we're pointing out, that when you put good weapons around him at an NFL level, he will probably have even more success than he did at Liberty because sometimes guys at those smaller schools have just a hard time playing with their competition because they're head and shoulders above their competition. I'm giving this an A-. minus. I might say you draft to play around Marcus Mariota, but I like the idea draft for the future. I'm sitting at A-. minus. We have another edge rusher off the board here in this mock draft to the Seattle Seahawks. Jermaine Johnson II coming to Seattle from their Denver pick, an edge rusher out of Florida State. I got to say, I appreciate that they're going for an edge rusher out of Florida State. I also feel like that I appreciate that Jermaine Johnson is big, strong, and good with his hands in the sense that he holds up at the point of attack for the run game. I guess Seattle's got to kind of hit some reset buttons here, and the edge is the, one of the most important places to do it. And there is no standout quarterback worth trading up for in this draft. So this pick gets an A or an A- minus from me, mostly because I appreciate it as a good pick for where it's at. 
If you were to trade up to get a better edge rusher, I could see that as well. If you were to trade back and get value, I see that as well. I kind of see Seattle doing a number of different things here. But as far as the pick itself goes, I appreciate what they're doing. So I'm going to get that. And I'll say an A-. minus. Garrett Wilson to the Jets on this draft pick they get from Seattle. Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. I have to say this, again, would be a home run if for no one but the Jets getting a talented talented young receiver to pair with last year's number two overall pick zach wilson feels like a no-brainer it feels like frankly great value at the 10 pick because it could very well end up being the top receiver in this draft i'm giving this pick an a and it's only not an a plus because again it's the jets at number 11, this mock draft has Kyle Hamilton of Notre Dame going to the Washington Commanders. That's a big, hard-hitting safety that does a great job playing down around the line of scrimmage. I think it's a great fit for the tough nose style of football that Ron Rivera wants to play. I also think it's worth pointing out that this is a plug-and-play starter in a division that is very, very down. The only team you really have to beat if you're watching this division is either play down around the line of scrimmage against Philadelphia and their running game with Jalen Hurts and so on, or be ready to cover back deep with guys like all the passing threats out of Dallas. I think Kyle Hamilton does a great job of combating both problems, and I think that's a great move for Washington. This one gets a B-plus out of me. B-plus because we're kind of in the pick range where it's like you could trade up, I guess, if you really wanted to, but I'm going to give this one a B-plus. All right, so this mock has Minnesota trading the 12th pick with the Steelers because the Steelers, it anticipates jumping up to get a quarterback. I give that thought an F because I think if the Steelers are going to jump up for quarterback, they're probably going to jump a little bit higher and go get either Willis or Pickett. But I have to say that if Matt Cole is again on the board, I just don't see it being worth trading up for. I get the idea of leapfrogging to this pick because Minnesota doesn't need the quarterback and the teams coming up after need it. But I just don't see Coral going this high, and I don't see Pittsburgh jumping up to get Matt Coral, quarterback in Mississippi. So I'm giving that pick an F. The next pick will be the Houston Texans again. This comes out of the Deshaun Watson Cleveland Browns trade. They've got them taking Mississippi State offensive tackle Charles Cross. Again, I think a great solid pick as a lineman. Good deep tackle class here. I think you probably end up going to be a right tackle, at least with Larry Tunsil on the other side. I think that, meh. I don't know if Larry Tunsil's full-time long-term starter there at left tackle, but I think Charles Cross is going to come at the right tackle because... That's what who will play long term. I also think it's worth pointing out they really think they're going to stick with David Mills, Davis Mills. You need to make sure you surround him with the best talent possible. I'm giving this pick, and eh, we'll see a B plus. Pick number 14 goes to Baltimore Ravens, and this mock draft has them taking Derek Stingley Jr., a cornerback out of LSU. I think there's a number of different things you could look at Baltimore doing. I think that defense is probably going to be the direction they lean. I think the shame is there's so many great receivers out here and available that they may wish they'd gone back and taken a receiver because I don't know that Stingley will have the same kind of value in three or four years that those receivers have. And I wonder if you're going to hope or wish you'd gotten Lamar Jackson some more passing help. I understand they don't have a whole lot of receivers in the field at one time. I just think some of these guys might be worth it. I get this a C because if you're going to go defense, I appreciate it. I just wonder if they shouldn't be going defense. This mock draft has the Philadelphia Eagles at 15 taking Jordan Davis, defensive tackle out of Georgia. If I'm the Eagles right here, I'm taking any defensive player out of Georgia I can get because if I can slow down that offense in Dallas, I can win that division. I love this pick. Jordan Davis is a beast. 340-pound interior defensive tackle. I can't imagine 
even if you have Pollard and Zeke on the field at the same time, how Dallas schemes running at that guy. You got him for a few years at the very least in the rookie contracts. I think he's a plug and play kind of starter right away. I really, really, really like this pick. As much as it pains me to say about Philly, this is an A plus easily. This mock draft has New Orleans Saints tank Cincinnati quarterback Desmond Ritter. I think it's worth pointing out that like, you have to feel like he's going to go at some point. I might have even taken him as the third quarterback overall if this were my mock draft, but this is not my mock draft with grading someone else's. I like this pick a lot. New Orleans has to feel somewhat comfortable with Jameis Winston, or at least as comfortable as you could be with Jameis Winston. So I think that that's worth pointing out. Is like he'll probably still be the starter, which gives Ritter a chance to catch up to the NFL speed. I think that he's got the tools. I think he's got, frankly, better size, if you'll argue. I, I think that this will work out. And again, you're at pick 16. While I wish you weren't necessarily throwing away your first-round pick, if it doesn't work out, it's really, really okay. I'm giving this pick like a solid B. Here come the receivers. This draft has the LA Chargers taking Drake London out of nearby USC. I have to say, I love this pick from a number of different angles. You could split hairs with a number of the different wide receivers that are about to come off the board. The nearby hometown-ish feeling kid is a good move. I also just pointing out that LA doesn't necessarily need him to recover from his ankle injury at quite the same speed other teams might, and I think that's an important thing. This pick is an A-plus to me. You get Justin Herbert some more help, potentially another young guy to help grow as he grows. I think it's a great, great move. Philly in this draft steps in and takes Jameson Williams, wide receiver from Alabama, and I have to say that I like that as well. Getting at this point where the receivers are starting to fly off the board, another weapon to come in and help Jalen Hurts feels like a no-brainer to me. I might take Olave here. I'm not sure if I take Jameson Williams or not. I, I have to know more about how his knee injury is going because Philly really should be trying to win very, very soon, and if it's going to be a longer-lasting thing, that may weigh in to like slightly tilt the scale one or the other, so I'll give this one an A-. minus. This mock draft has New Orleans taking Devin Lloyd, a senior linebacker out of Utah. And I think that's what what's interesting here is I like this pick a lot as far as the player. I think that Lloyd is a very versatile linebacker that kind of do some of the downline scrimmage stuff, some of the mid-level stuff, and even drop back deep if you need to drop more like a will. I think that's very valuable what New Orleans is going to do. I think New Orleans is also going to kind of reset their identity soon. And Lloyd may prove to be the kind of linebacker you need in doing that. Feels like this could be the kind of thing we're looking at as a steal in a couple years, but steals also mean that people didn't necessarily think that highly of them. So I'm going to sit somewhere at like a B or a B plus, but I really, really like the thought of them getting a versatile linebacker in the first round. In this mock draft, Minnesota Vikings are taking Andrew Booth, cornerback out of Clemson at the 20th pick. And I have to say that after re-signing Patrick Peterson, I feel like this is a big, big move and you hope that Peterson can be a mentor. Obviously, no one has the kind of like natural ability that Peterson has, but just from a veteran mentor that can help him with things like dealing with all of the injuries, taking care of his body, and being able to play this game at NFL level, I think that's a great matching, and I think that's a great matchup. I also think it's worth pointing out that he'll have a much, we'll say, easier assignment typically because he knows that he'll have a lot more of the top help because Peterson can take away his own half of the field. So I think this is a good pick. You know, Minnesota is Minnesota, so I could, they could screw this up, but I'm going to go at a B plus here. 
The Dallas Cowboys are taking Trevor Pinning, according to this mock draft. Now, I guess I should point out that's a projected trade that they have the Dallas Cowboys trading up with New England because they want this Northern Iowa left tackle. Now, Dallas does need O-line help. I could see them trading up. And I have to say, if I see Jerry Jones trading up, I'm like always crossing my fingers, hoping it's not for the next Johnny Manziel. But I, I, I do think that there's worth pointing out that I could see Trevor Penning going at this spot, whether that's New England taking him to help protect Matt Jones or Dallas taking him to potentially replace Tyron Smith in the near future. I think that's a great move. While I don't know, I have to give this a B because I don't know if either team is there. I, you know, I do think that this is a great spot for Penning to land. Penning's a great pass blocker, and I think that both teams involved in this mock draft need it. I could see it sticking with New England, though, so I'm going to give the mock draft version a B. Next comes what I think is the steal of the draft. In this mock draft, he's got the Green Bay Packers taking Chris Alave at 22. That is a plug-and-play dynamic starting wide receiver right away to match up with Sammy Watkins and the reigning NFL MVP Aaron Rodgers. Now, we know we've talked some about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers bashing heads over whether or not he's actually getting any help. So with our luck, they'll take some backup quarterback at this spot, but without all those jokes in there, I do have to say that Chris Olave feels like a great, great fit here. Sammy Watkins will help take off some of the pressure. Aaron Rodgers will help take off some of the pressure. And I also think having the young, rejuvenating receiver can help fill in some of the hole left by Devontae Adams leaving. I'm giving this pick an A+, so that probably means Green Bay won't do it. At 23, he has the Arizona Cardinals taking AM lineman Kenyon Green. I think that's a great pick for the Cardinals. If they're going to stick with Kyler Murray, they got to find some way to protect him because he's little and fragile. But on a not-so-joking note, I will say that I think that he's a versatile lineman, and while they're still figuring stuff out, I think that he can plug and play in a bunch of different places right away. I imagine he starts off playing a guard, which is why he falls back to 23, but he could also play some right tackle and... I think they're going to try and figure out how they work him when if he goes there. So I think of this pick as an A minus. I might want some more insurance of the places, something more cemented in stone as far as where he'll play. But it's a good offensive lineman at this point in the draft and a versatile guy that will call at least a switchblade. Now, on the flip side of that trade that this mock draft had, this draft has the New England Patriots taking offensive lineman Zion Johnson out of Boston College as a 24th pick, which makes me feel like it's probably the better offensive lineman because the New England Patriots drafted him. Now, I have to say I don't think that they'll switch back and forth on these close of picks and both take linemen. I, I feel like if New England trades back in just a couple spots and still gets an offensive lineman, that means they know something we don't. But the New England Patriots frequently know something that we don't. So I'm going to give this pick an A+. Because frankly, if Zion Johnson falls 24 and New England wants him at 24 and not at 22, that means he probably should be going number one or something silly. But on a more serious note, I do think that protecting Mac Jones is the way to go. I think that's the move here. And I really, really like that. In this mock draft, they have the Buffalo Bills taking Washington corner Trent McDuffie off the board at 25. This is fine. I think that this is a good pick. It's a good value pick. He's a good player for this spot. I guess I don't think of him as like a potential star corner, which makes me wonder about taking a corner in the first round if he's not a shut down half the field type of corner. But he's a solid guy that will probably start 
for a number of years, and I guess that's good enough. I just kind of wish the Bills would make a big splash because they were so, so close to being so, so great a year ago. Maybe they just need a solid guy. Maybe that's what they're thinking. But I think of McDuffie as very much just that solid guy. And, man, they could either trade up get a splash or get one of these big wideouts to pair up with all the talent they got on offense. Or I, I don't know. I just feel like this is just a meh pick, so I'm giving it a B-. minus. All right, now another mock trade or whatever I'm going to kind of ignore here because he's got Tennessee trading back with Kansas City and taking someone. Anyway, the big thing here is he wants Tennessee to take tight end Trey McBride. I think that pick in and of itself is an A+. If they trade back with Kansas City to do it, then I guess that would also be great because you theoretically would bring in more value from the other parts of the trade because you're trading back. I just don't actually see Kansas City trading up to this point to take Daxon Hill, the safety from Michigan. I guess it could be a corner from Michigan that he's got them taking. So I'm giving the mock draft pick like a C. I have to say, though, I do like the idea of adding a tight end to what they're doing in Tennessee. So that itself might get more like an A or an A-. minus. But right here, I'm going to give this pick to Kansas City trading up for Daxon Hill a C because I just don't know that that's what Kansas City's doing if they're trying to do things like replace all the speed they lose in Tyreek Hill, especially in this kind of a draft as we see it. If Kansas City is going to trade up, why wouldn't they trade up and go get something fast to replace the fast they just lost? That feels like the more natural set of circumstances for me. So I'm giving, again, this mocked pick a C, but I do like the idea of Tennessee sticking with the tight end, even if they trade back to do it. This mock draft is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking Florida corner Kyir Elam. Now I have to say that I could see Tampa taking a standard type of secondary player because they've had struggles in the secondary's depth. I don't know that Elam will start while Tom Brady's on the roster, but I do think that he could step in in a pinch or start if someone is hurt while Tom Brady's on the roster. So I think that is a good move for them. I just think they mostly need depth at that position. Elam's a solid corner. I think that he, you know, you saw him at Florida. I think he's like a physical guy, and I don't know if he's necessarily the best in the run game, and I think he might get beat over the top, but I do think he's a physical guy that can be a rotational corner, and I think that's a great, great thing for Tampa to take right now. Even if that's somewhat of a letdown in the first round, it's guaranteed to have some depth at that position. Next, he's got Green Bay stepping in, taking offensive tackle from Washington State, Abraham Lucas. I think offensive tackle is the right move here. I don't know if it will be Lucas or someone else available, but I have to say I like the thought process here. So I'm going to give this an A minus. I wonder if they get a more start ready type of tackle. They've had a number of issues with injuries in the offensive line the last few years. And I wonder if having someone that could come in and start right away, even if you don't start them until someone's hurt, might be more valuable. But that probably requires trading up, and we'll see if Green Bay does anything like that. I I like the pick as a whole, though. So I we'll set it like an A minus, B plus. We'll it B plus. Now in Kansas City, replacing some of their speed. This mock draft has them taking Georgia wide receiver George Pickens. Again, I think they need to replace the speed, so I'm going to be really, really high on this. I'm going to give him an A minus. I think the big thing is that you remember him as the guy that has the big downfield catches. Speed, speed, speed. He might not have the route running that Tyreek Hill does. Might not have the breakaway once he's got the ball in his hands that Tyreek Hill does. But he's got to take the top off speed. And you've got to start replacing that part of your offense somehow, some way with young guys. So I'm going to give this play, this pick a really high grade. I'm sitting in like an A-. We kind of did this pick already because this mock draft had Kansas City trading the 30th pick up to get someone and had the Tennessee Titans trading back to get tight end Trey McBride. I think I like McBride here. 
if the trickle-down effect of DBs led to the Chiefs getting Kyer Elam here, I think that's also worth pointing out as like a solid play for them, although you might want more of a big splash, so I can see them trading up. I just see if they're going to trade up with that pick, them trading farther up, but I digress. If the pick really does shake out, where it's Trey McBride to the Titans, again, I think that's a great pick for them. I see the tight end. I see the fit. I'm giving that pick specifically like an A-. minus. This mock draft has the Cincinnati Bengals taking Perion Winfrey, defensive tackle out of Oklahoma. I gotta say, I like that pick a lot. I think he's as good as a defensive tackle as you're gonna get at this point in the draft, roughly. He's a starting pro caliber guy at some point in his career. He might not be right away stepping and start for them. The Bengals have proven that they are a Super Bowl caliber team, though, as far as like getting the Super Bowl, and they may need someone who comes and plays right away, and more so than a young project. I. <laughs> I just have to say, I thought the Cincinnati Bengals might be going off as alignment here, and I think that's why I'm going to give this draft grade A, or this mock draft grade A, like low B, I might say like a B minus, maybe even a C plus, because I think the decent tackles, you know, Perry Winfrey's as good a pick as you're going to get there for that. I just don't know that that's the position I'm going with, so that's not what I'm doing. At 32... This mock draft has a number of different teams trading and eventually the Seattle Seahawks getting Sam Howell from North Carolina. Now, while I understand why the Seahawks would want this pick, I could see them trading up a little bit higher. While I understand how this pick is traded away, I think that frankly, if you're Detroit or the Rams or anyone else that they have involved in this big trade for this pick in this mock draft, I think what's interesting to talk about here is how does Sam Howell fall so, so far? We could look at quarterbacks have gone after the 32nd pick and how well they've done i get that i just think it's worth pointing out that at some point we all had this understanding that he was the top player in the class and getting him at 32 for seattle the rams or detroit whoever feels like a big win now he doesn't have detroit taking him because they've taken kenny pickett at number two in this mock draft right and i gave my grade on that and you know how i feel about that i feel like sam howell at 32 well i wouldn't take him at two if i'm detroit I feel like Sam Howell at 32, if I'm Detroit or Seattle, the Rams, whoever, is a great gamble at 32 because, again, this time six or seven months ago, we were talking about him as the number one overall pick. And I think anytime you have a dice to throw, that's the dice that you throw. I'm giving that pick an A-. I'm not sure who picks it, but I like that pick a lot. Okay, Parker, so the thesis statement for this commercial is James Harden has the best beard in sports. What do you think about that thesis statement? Oh, I give it an A. You know, as a Houston guy, we, we seem to have an affinity for our beards between guys like him, Dallas Keiko, lots of big beards in the Houston area. What do you think about the thesis? So I'm a Jets fan, and I absolutely love the beard that Ryan Fitzpatrick has. So maybe I would give Ryan Fitzpatrick the nod over James Harden. But... You're talking to a couple of bearded teachers, and we know a thing or two about making sure that you maintain that mane. So check out the beard struggle. The beard struggle, they make oils, they make balms, they even have this heated comb to make sure that you get your beard straight so that you're looking fresh. I know I've really enjoyed using the oil they make for my quarantine beard of sorts. It's nice and long these days, but it <laughs> keep it nice and healthy and hydrated. And if you're listening to our show, you can use FN Sports 15 and get 15% off your oils, your balms, your shampoos, conditioners, whatever you need to use to keep your beard looking healthy. Absolutely. Check out The Beard Struggle at thebeardstruggle.com. Whether you're just starting to grow or you have a luscious mane already, The Beard Struggle's got all the products that you need. The Beard Struggle. Feast. 
your face. Friends, do you feel like I talked way too fast that whole time? Anyway, I'm trying to fit in all these picks at one time, trying to get a normal 30-minute episode or so. So I just came in just under the clock, got 32 picks in in just under 30 minutes. I think I deserve a little bit of pat on the back. If you enjoyed what you hear or you want to argue with me about what grades, what picks should get, make sure you find me on Twitter at Paintworth512. That's P-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H-512 on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you find me there. I'll tell you all about my different sneakers, losses, and those kinds of things. So make sure you check me out there on Twitter. You can find the editor of the show, our intern Chris Sliwa at Chris underscore Sliwa7 on Twitter. Chris underscore Sliwa7 on Twitter. I'm sure he'll have his own NFL trade takes too because he is a Patriots fan and they notoriously do very well, very quietly at these types of things. If you like the show, make sure you can find it at F underscore N underscore sports on Instagram. That's at F underscore N underscore sports on Instagram. And on Twitter, we're at FN sports. It's F-I-N-S-P-O-R-T-S number two, all one word on Twitter. On both of those social media handles in the bio, you'll find a link to our link tree, which you can find a link to all of our sponsors, whether it's my bookie or the Beard Struggle or Yeti. Make sure you follow the links there to get to all of those. You can also find a link to our merch store. At our merch store, you'll be able to find a different t-shirt or hoodie for each of the last few months. We give it a different charitable cause each month. So make sure you go check out the t-shirts, check out the hoodies, support great causes, and support the show. Speaking of supporting the show, you can make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review, do all the wonderful things that help with the podcast on a number of different platforms. And whatever you do when it comes to sports, don't flunk with us. Later, guys. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.